yesterday here at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy, we celebrated a great event, our 18th year of our Spanish day called Encuentro Latino. It's a really great event. We have people that come every year. Sometimes we have people that come for the very first time and to celebrate the Latino culture that is around the world, especially prevalent here in the United States, celebrate mass in Spanish and confessions in Spanish. I heard so many confessions in Spanish. My mind is like thinking Spanish, English, Spanish, English, you know. And, but, and for some people coming here, especially coming here maybe from the city, New York City or Boston, and up here we're in the mountains, we're in the Berkshire Mountains, very beautiful, very peaceful. And so it's like a transfiguration experience for many people. When they come up here, they experience God, they experience beautiful nature, that they have their sins cleansed in the sacrament of confession. They come and receive Jesus in the Eucharist. They pray the chaplet. We also had a, a rosary procession where we carried the Blessed Mother, and we're praying the rosary. We're asking for the Blessed Mother's intercession, the angels and the saints. And so if you were here yesterday, you can feel like, ah, I just want to build three tents here. Let me just stay here. Let me just, it's nice and peaceful. No crime. There's, you know, it's not noisy. Or I just want to remain peaceful like Peter. And it's okay. We need experiences like that in our life. Whether it's Encuentro Latino or whether it's Divine Mercy Sunday, that we celebrate here. We also celebrate Filipino Day. We're going to celebrate a Polish day. It may not even be an ethnic day. It may just be people on a pilgrimage that will come here to the National Shrine. And, and they feel like there's a transformation in their life. They feel like God is there with me and my problems and my difficulties in life. And I just want to stay here. Sometimes you feel like, I just want to stay here. It's nice. It's peaceful. You know, we're having a little picnic at the tent. It's really beautiful. We're like World Youth Day right now in Lisbon, Portugal. Might be some young people that are, are encountering Jesus for the first time, are encountering the power of the Holy Spirit, are encountering the Holy Trinity. And their lives are being transformed. And they may want to think, I just want to stay here in Lisbon, Portugal, with all these young people celebrating our faith and singing and, you know, you know whatever else they, they do in the world, all the different events. And different events in our life are important. We should celebrate. We should celebrate birthdays. There are very important events in our life. Graduations are very important events in our life or even just vacations. When we have a vacation, like in a couple of weeks, I'm going down to the Jersey Shore. So I'm from New Jersey, so I go down to the Jersey Shore. And sometimes when you're on the beach, a la playa, you know, that's in Spanish, on the beach, and you got the sun shining and the waves, and it's just so beautiful. You just wanna fall asleep on the beach, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm not a sleeper on the beach. I like to go in the water. I like to go in the water and swim and have the waves crash, and that's great. And so there, there, there's a peaceful feeling in which you say, oh, I want to be here. 
You know, and you come out, you come out from the beach and we'll have, you're glowing because you have a tan or you got sunburn, it hurts. And there's something about that in our life. There's transfiguration experiences that we have in our life. The greatest transfiguration experience that we can have is with God. And our greatest transfiguration experience won't be here on earth. It will actually be in the next life. And the next life when we see the Son of Man as he is, not veiled as he is in the Eucharist. Jesus has a veil on him. That's where we see the, the bread. But it's not bread, it's Jesus. That's why we need faith. But he has a veil on and in the next life, he's going to remove that veil. We're going to see him as he is and prostrate ourselves on the ground. Hopefully, you'll prostrate yourself on the ground. And we'll see the Son of Man as he is. And this is what the apostles experienced. Jesus was with them all this time. And Jesus was like, he had a veil on. He had a veil on his divinity. He's the second person of the Holy Trinity. He had a veil on his divinity. If we saw Jesus as he is, he would be glowing, shining, radiant with the glory of God. And yet Jesus had his veil on. Apostles couldn't see it. And so he takes Peter, James, and John up Mount Tabor. And there at the top of the mountain, he's transfigured before them. He unveils the veil, and there they see him, bright as light, bright as snow, dazzling. And they're in awe. And then Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus. You know that Moses, they did not know where Moses was buried. That's what it says in the Old Testament. When they, they did not know where they buried Moses. Elijah, when, when Elijah actually really didn't die because ch flaming chariots came down from heaven and swooped him up. And that's the last thing that you see about Elijah in the Old Testament. And here you have Moses and Elijah appearing. And then there's a cloud that comes over the apostles, over Jesus. And it's a symbol of the cloud in the Old Testament. The cloud in the Old Testament was over the Ark of the Covenant, was leading the people. And the cloud is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. The cloud also appears over Mary. When Mary, during the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel says that the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. And so it's, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that Mary conceives Jesus. And so the power of the Holy Spirit is upon them, the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. And then a voice from heaven, the voice of the Father, appears, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased, listen to him. In other passages, they said they heard it as like thunder, it was rumbling. And so, of course, the apostles were seeing Jesus transfigured, power of God is above them through the cloud, they hear the voice of thunder of the Father, and so they prostrate themselves on the ground. They're afraid, they're in awe at this transfiguration experience. And then, and Peter wants to stay there because it's so great. And then, and then it ends. It's quiet. 
and Jesus is back to wearing his veil. (laughs) And they see them, and Jesus says, rise and do not be afraid. And as they're coming down the mountain, Jesus says to them, do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Why did he say that? Because he did not want the apostles to think of the glory yet. They wouldn't understand this vision until the resurrection. And that in our life, we're going to go through these transfiguration experiences like Jesus did. They're foreshadowings of what is to come, of what God has for us. But Jesus also does not want us to totally remain there. We can't remain at the transfiguration. Like if this is your first time visiting what we call Eden Hill here, National Shrine of Divine Mercy, you cannot remain here. You have to go back to your home. And that's difficult for some people. Like, I want to remain here. Can I just stay with you, Marians? No, you can't. Sorry. We would like to have you for dinner. No, you can't stay here. You have to go back. You say, oh, but it's so difficult going back. There's so many problems and difficulties with my family and everything else. You have to go back and carry the cross. It's part of the journey. The cross is part of the journey. And that's why Jesus did not allow them to remain on the mountain. He said, there's a cross I need to carry. And it's only through the cross and the resurrection. That's when the true transformation will happen, the true transfiguration. First, Christ will be transfigured, and it's a foreshadowing of our own transfiguration. That one day our own bodies and souls will be transfigured. And and you think of things that that we celebrate. Uh, You know, I've been watching the the World Cup. Have you been watching the World Cup? It's the Women's World Cup. Uh, Copa Mundial Femenina in Spanish. And there's these teams competing. And it's always exciting when someone scores a goal. I watch it in Spanish. And they say, goal! And they go crazy. You know, and everyone's cheering. And everything. And it's great. It's like a transfiguration experience. And then when the finals is going to come, whatever team is going to be in the finals and they win, they're going to be celebrating, they're going to be hugging, or they're going to be raising the trophy, they're going to have a, a you know, ribbon with gold on it. And think, and that's just for kicking a ball between two posts, or three posts. It's just kicking a ball through, you just think of what soccer really is, football, they call it football in other countries. But two posts, a post on the top, and you kick the ball through those posts. It goes into a net, and you cheer. Think about it, what it is. We get all excited about it, and we should. It's a goal. It's winning. How much more at the end of our lives? If we run the race, if we do good, and God gives us the kingdom of heaven, what a celebration that will be. Talk about high fives, angels giving us high fives, and lifting us up as they lift up players who score a goal. 
Because it just won't be a ball. It will be our very souls that will be transformed. It will be greater than anything we could ever imagine. That's why it's worth it to think about heaven, to think about that transformation that Christ wants to give us through his resurrection during this lifetime to have these transfiguration experiences, whether it's a pilgrimage or a retreat or World Youth Day or soccer match or, you know, being on a beach or whatever, these transformation experiences because they foreshadow something even greater that's coming. And when we think about that, then our cross becomes easier to carry. The cross is still there. The suffering is still there. The problems are still there. The difficulties are still there. But if we have a transfiguration experience, we have our eyes on what is to come, then, it's, then the cross is worth it. Ask any soccer player who wins the World Cup and ask them if the cross was worth it. Ask them if all the training, all the sweat, all the work that they put in there was worth it for the glory. Every single one of those players would say it was worth it. Even if I was injured, it was worth it. How much more in this life when we carry our cross, we're injured, will be the glory that awaits us in heaven. And once we get there, we will say, it is worth it. It is worth all the suffering. That's what this mystery is all about. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on heaven. And Christ will see you through to the end, to win the match, win the goal, win the final struggle of life, and give us the kingdom of heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.